You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes and even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the GFR show. Our show is about struggle with a purpose that launches people into the next expression of their their work in the world, their contribution in the world. This is the first guest that we've ever had on the show that knows when she is going to die. In fact, she describes herself as living in a prolonged near-death experience. Her name is Cinder Ernst, and this question will tell you more. So this is the question I want you to think about. Could you imagine seeing cancer as the best thing that has ever happened to you? Well, that, my friends, is what you will believe about Cinder when you come to the end of our magical transformational conversation. So here's a little bit about her story. For 30 years, she was helping plus size women get stronger and more active, specifically around knee pain, without having to lose weight or take more drugs. She had helped hundreds of women in her online programs, and she's been on uh, Good Morning America, NPR, like this was her thing, y'all. And 18 months ago, she was diagnosed with what she calls a crappy cancer. <laughs> I mean, you know, of course, people are like, well, aren't all cancers crappy? But this one is particularly crappy for her because it metastasized into her bones and causes bones of glass, right? How ironic and poetic is this? So after a little bit of feeling sorry for herself, like maybe a day, I think it was, she asked herself this very important question. What would make living more appealing than dying? And that's when she decided she only wanted to do what she wanted to do. And she didn't want to do fitness anymore. And she didn't want to worry anymore. And all she wanted to do was have fun. And you're going to get to hear how she walked that shit out, y'all. And she changed me. This conversation changed me. And as many of our guests is the case, I was divinely guided to meet this person. 
and divinely guided to invite her to be on the show. We had just met like a month before at a, a networking thing for conscious leaders that I facilitated. And she happened to be in one of the small groups. And even though I was leading the thing, so I wasn't like totally dropping into the connections, she stood out to me because she said, I'm writing a book called fun, 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 dead, because I don't want to live in the in-between anymore. And I was like, okay, I need to know that woman's story. <laughs> so we connected afterwards and I said, you need to be on my show. So this is especially poignant for me because my mom, Phyllis, got a cancer diagnosis in November, 2020. And this was 35 years after she uh, survived breast cancer. And she is current, she was currently at the time of the recording of this going through the healing process, surgery, and she starts chemotherapy. Actually, at the time I'm recording this intro, she starts chemotherapy today. And I just, the whole time I was listening to Cinder and, and uh, I, I hope that we will release the video uh, eventually of her because, uh, and if you're in the GFR squad, you'll get to meet her with this awesome bonus that she recorded, but she just like her light, like you'll hear it in her voice, but like you just see her smile and she just, she lights up her room. And I just kept thinking as I was watching her, like, I cannot wait for my mom to listen to this. I cannot wait for my mom to meet her. Like my mom so needs this because, you know, it's kind of a bummer to, you know, it's cancers can be a bummer, but what if my mom was able to look at it as the best thing? I know that she, my mom has always said, and I've always said about my mom's cancer when I was a teenager, that it was, she said it was one of the best things that ever happened to her. One of the best things that ever happened to her. And I know for sure it shaped my life. I know I left corporate at 28 because I knew life was too short to be doing shit you don't want to do. I know that I let go of my seven-figure business in 2014 because life is too short to be doing shit you don't want to do. And I've always been tuned into, like, I just can't tolerate things. I just can't tolerate not being happy. But what if, what if my mom can get to a place where her current journey is the best thing that ever happened to her? So I... Uh, I actually admit to letting her listen to the unedited version of uh, Cinder. And it was, she and my dad, excuse me, watched it together. And uh, it just, yeah, it was amazing. And then as the divine plan unfolded, I was doing a, like a new year, kick off the new year retreat for my unmentor group. And I mentioned it to Cinder. This was on a Tuesday, we recorded the show. And then I mentioned, hey, on Friday, I'm, you know, doing this, retreat for my unmentor uh, people because I just, I really want them to kick off the new year and just like with possibility and, and all this stuff planned. And she said, that sounds fun. And I kind of like, can I come? And I said, you want to speak? And she said, sure. And what I love is that there wasn't anything like, okay, how do I make this worth her while or anything like that? She's just like decided it would be fun. And so, and oh my God, it just, like it was the first thing that we kicked it off. Now we just have all these cinder quotes on our campus. Like no matter what's going on, there's nothing going wrong. That's a cinder quote. <laughs> um, and she just comes out with them. You're going to hear all kinds of amazing things. And so now cinders life affirming, you know, live in the present moment, have fun, stop worrying spirit is now infused into my unmentor work, the, the people that I work most closely with. And it's just, ah, it's been amazing. 
So I can't wait. Obviously, I cannot wait for you to meet her and hear this conversation and I and and open your heart to all the transformational possibility that her words and her presence can give you. It is a perfect time in all of our lives to remember that just being here is something to be grateful for and that we should make every fucking moment count. So without further ado, Miss Cinder Ernst. Hello, Miss Cinder. Hi, Lisa. I feel that's like Cinder Joy. Is that like your, or you claim that as your middle name? Cinder, no, Happy. Cinder Happy Ernst, is that your, your new middle name? <laughs> you know, it used to be uh, Cinder Happy Knees Ernst, you know, because ah. the history of helping people with their knee pain. And then uh, when I stopped doing that, I just dropped the knee and kept the happy. I love it. <laughs> so funny. I always say like, I help people get real, but get real wasn't strong enough. So I added an F. So you dropped right. the knee and I added an F. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to the GFR show. I'm so happy to have you here. And I want everybody to know that this was a very guided invitation. I met Cinder real briefly on a an industry networking thing that I facilitated at the end of 2020. And we got to be in a breakout room and her joy and her zest for life were so palpable. And she has like a reason for it. And, but I didn't know the reason, I don't think at the time, but I made a note of just two people from Fort 50 that I wanted to follow up with. You were one of them. And uh, par par partially because I was facilitating the thing. So I didn't get to really like, you know, fully drop into the networking part, but you just, there was something about you. And so we started to connect on Facebook Messenger, which by the way, y'all, I love Facebook Messenger. You can reach out to me there anytime. I love to talk with everybody. And I reached out just to say, like, I just kind of was like, I don't know, maybe you gave me a friend. I can't remember what initiated, but I was like, what's your story? Like, what do you do? And what do you stop doing? I don't know. Cause you, you definitely made some statements like, you know, I just do what I freaking feel like now. And it was the fun, 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 dead thing. And I can't remember, was that like a, a proposed book title or a, or like a real book title? But you said that, and that just, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to know more. Yeah, that, that's my, that's the book I just started. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, 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 dead. Okay. So I'm just checking in here because I'm like, do we just kind of blow the wad up front in terms of like the what makes you so vivacious and happy and so focused on and that book title kind of is so revealing so yeah let's just start from the end <laughs> of where you are now and then we'll kind of like work backwards because I think knowing kind of the the state of your life and death in this moment is really relevant and will help my listeners just drop in to in a to a different a different space a different way so what is it that how do you want to share what is it you want to share about your current manifestation of life <laughs> so first i just have to say because i need to uh i need to write this down um or if you could make a note of it because i don't have a pen yes something about you is um you said you said a few minutes ago, there's something about you. And I have morphed myself into the music business. And that's going to be either the hook of a song or in a song 
But so there's something about you. <laughs> One of so my I, helped you just, I just helped you write a lyric for a song. You did, you and um, <laughs> and <laughs> right. I can't. I don't want to. I have to open my. I cap. got it. I wrote it down. I got. Thank it. you. Okay. Yeah. So so that now I, I know what it's like to have those creative inspirations, and you're like, you know, in the shower or something. In the shower. <laughs> yes. In the bathtub. I get them all the time. So right now, I well, I guess I need to go back. Follow right. your own guidance, however you want to share. Okay. Uh, about 18 months ago, I thought I had a backache. And because I've been a medical exercise specialist for 30 years, and I am really good, I'm really good at helping with that kind of thing. I know what to do. I was doing it. And uh, it was summertime. And I ride a motorcycle. And I was getting ready for um, my... I had two friends coming from Australia, people that I had um, motorcycled the Alps with. Wow. 2017 and they were coming for a month and one of them had actually bought a Ducati and it was in my garage and we were going to do we were going to do some California motorcycling wow and then my back started hurting mm. and so you know so I'm like you know I reached out I'm like uh, this doesn't look good I, this may be a disc thing so I'm like icing every hour for Advil four times you know I'm just doing everything nothing's working they get here, I couldn't ride, I could barely walk. Oh. And then I actually felt my, at some point, while they were here, I guess, and, and they just, you know, they hooked up with other friends and they went out riding. You know, here I am, pretty fucking sick. And these guys are in my house, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So, um, bummer. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? It wasn't that kind of thing. But then, um, and during this time, you know, I was trying to just keep up with my, regular life. And I actually, I was doing a pain, a knee pain management thing. Okay. It was mostly mindset and it was called the five day knee miracle. And every morning I would get up and I would make a little video, step one, step two, step three, four, five. They were five or six minute videos. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, then I'd get on my walker and try to get around the house and try to do things. And I, you know, I called the surgeon cause I just had a hip replacement the year before. And he, nobody, you know, nobody was figuring anything out. And then at some point, somebody ordered an MRI. And what they saw was that I was loaded with tumors. Oh my gosh. And so it turns out what I have is called multiple myeloma. It's a weird cancer. It's a blood cancer, but it effectively eats your bone marrow. And when they found it, I went right into the hospital. I was in kidney failure. You know, make, I was making these videos <laughs> with kidney failure. And it reminds me of when I, that I was I was on a tele, leading a teleclass when I was in labor with my daughter and I had no clue and I was just doing my thing and yeah so you're making videos and right and, and um, you're in kidney failure right and I had also my um my sacrum had fractured and I felt it it was I was in my car one day and I shifted and I'm like oh yeah that is not good so then I went home and I just put ice everywhere. And I contacted the surgeon again, and he's like, well, there's really nothing to do about a sacrum fracture. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but now it's been two weeks. So anyway, this was this went on for a bit. Wow. So it turns out that it's multiple myeloma, uh, stage three, which is the the stage the stagiest one they have. And um, and they have so many good treatments nowadays. It used to be a bone marrow transplant, and you were kind of fucked for life trying manage that. Now they have pills and um, 
into that, I'm oh, so sick. And I had somebody, somebody who's a heart person for me, and he stepped up. Uh, he's also a crush. But he stepped up and he took care of me and um, took me to all these appointments and really helped me. And then once we found out I was going to live, he kind of went back to, you know, Mr. Arm's length guy, right? Like he would do anything for me except be my boyfriend. But anyway, this is all part of the drop for me. So in the meantime, I have the most amazing mindset that you can imagine. I've been helping people with fucking joint pain for decades. And then I had just created this five step system because you, you can't get better when you're thinking about needing healing, right? Like the awareness that something needs healing holds it right there. So you have to be able to separate out. So I teach people how to do that, but man, I did that for myself and I used my steps and you know what I mean? And like, yes, I did this shit and I started to feel better. You know, the first, the first few months, they're pretty brutal. You're on major chemo and whatever. And then Mr. Doorman, that's what I, that's by the way, what I call him. <laughs> cool. Because in the years that I've known him, we go like this a lot. Interesting. And he, yes. And he opens a door for me then he goes away and I go through the door. I love that y'all. Mr. Doorman. That He's is my doorman. That he opens doors. I opens doors for you and you step and in and then he goes away. That And I, I feel it. like I could name 10 relationships in my life. Maybe not 10, like five relationships in my life that are similar. That's, I love that and, expression. You know, and the doors <laughs> that he has opened for me have created things in my life that I've always wanted. And then I step in and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Anyway, but it was hard for me. So, so what happened was, you know, I was feeling somewhat better and I still have, I could cry a little when I say this, but I have nine or 10 rib fractures. I fractured my sternum throwing up while I was in the hospital with the kidney failure and the fractured sacrum. I have- While um, you're sitting here right now, you have all these fractures. I have all of these. I have- Oh my gosh. In my low back and collapsing. Yeah. I mean, and my, right now my right leg isn't working very well. I can't, I can't really even walk around the fucking block. And this is a girl who was in the ring sparring in boxing five years ago. You know what I mean? Wow. Oh, a girl who spent uh, four two day weekends at the racetrack on her motorcycle this past summer. So like I had a lot of bone drama and a fair amount of pain management that I do. Uh, spectacularly actually but i'm looking at you and i'm feeling you and i'm floored that that you have this much going on in your body because you know i have like a shoulder ache and i'm pissed off you know and i, I have you know i've had headaches is one of my ways my body expresses stress for forever and i just i get pissed off at the pain i've even done some mindfulness meditation around you know really like being with the pain and all that. So I am just like in complete awe of like you sitting here. I can tell you how to do that. I, maybe we do that for our bonus for our GFR. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you how to do that. Yeah. I'll tell you how to do that because it works for anything and it works like in my knee program, uh, I would guarantee you 30% reduction in pain and a 30% gain in strength in 30 days. But really it can happen in like three days. 
but only if you listen to me and then follow through. All right. I want to go back. I want to, we'll go back to the, we'll go back yeah, yeah. to that, but continue yeah, yeah. with your story. So I anyway, want to go back so, to the, yeah. so here's, you know, here's broken cinder, <laughs> broken cinder, so, fractured cinder. And, um, and you know, so like horribly, wonderfully ironic that you spend your life in medical knee rehabilitation pain and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and right. now you're but i have had bone drama all along that's what makes me good at it right i had uh. replacement so i had one hip that was bone on bone for like two years and i did my motorcycle trip in the alps with that hip and then i motorcycled throughout croatian coast and i went to venice italy and i went on crutches because I could hardly bear weight on my left side. And so I crutched around and I went by myself and I crutched around Venice and then took the bus to Slovenia and picked up my motorcycle tour. And I had the most amazing time, but you know, it wasn't non-weight bearing. I was just trying to take some of the load off my left hip. But um, so all this bone drama, I, I don't know, it feels like it was just the next logical step. Interesting. To myeloma and have all these fractures and let me just jump also right now i have never been happier i have never felt freer i just i am so thrilled like i'm so thrilled with every moment of every day and my path of least resistance to right here right now was this cancer it's undeniable because here i am so no matter what's going on there's nothing going wrong. We come. Ooh, I got to write that down. <laughs> we come here to mix shit up and figure out what we want next and go for it. And again, that's sort of the here to there thing too. It's like, what do we want right now? And what's next? What do you want right now? And what's next? And I realized that um, somebody had posted, they got their five year free from cancer thing and they're free from cancer now. And I'm like, ah. Eh, I don't have to be free from cancer because cancer made me free. Back up now. So here I am, pretty broken, pretty tore down from the, all the chemo and recovering and stuff. It had been maybe- and how long ago was this now? From, this from is a year, a little over a year. Okay. And it's, um, it was about 10 weeks after I started treatment. Okay. Um, Mr. Doorman, uh, you know, had started pulling away and I just couldn't manage that. So I pulled myself away from that. And every morning I would wake up and I would say, I don't want to live like this. Like, I don't want to live like this and I don't want to do it alone. And I have friends, but I have no family. I have one cousin, but she has, a, you know, she has a life and a husband. Everybody's got a life and a husband. And I am an independent gal. I have two big dogs and you know, that's my bottom line. I want to be able to take care of my dogs and move my fucking garbage cans to the curb and back. Jesus Christ. So anyway, I would wake up every morning and I'd be like, I don't want to live like this, but I couldn't figure out, like, I can't just kill myself. And so I would say, okay, if I'm going to live another day, God damn it, I'm going to make it a good one. What, what now uh i'm going to just pause on where you said i can't just kill myself and the reason why i'm stopping there is because we've had probably at least six of our gfr show guests are suicide attempt survivors or have had or have shared in the show that they had wanted to die 
And so I just, I just feel like it's worthwhile just to pause there for a minute because you did decide I can't just kill myself, but that would have been a viable, that's a viable option for a lot of people. So can you share with like why that wasn't an option for you? If I, if I had a way, <laughs> like if I had a way that I felt I could accomplish, right? Um, I just didn't have a way I felt I could accomplish. You know, I often, I have a really good friend who's, a, um, she's actually a heroin addict and has been for 30 years, uh, but she's, she's a maintenance gal. You know, mm -hmm. um, just like a, just someone who lives that way and just knows how. Yeah, to, yeah. and you know, and I always tell her because she's always beating herself up, and I'm like, dude, you've been like this for thirty years. Look at you, you're healthy, you got a good business. Why don't you just let it be okay and see what happens next, right? But anyway, I've always have in my mind like, I just want to get like enough from her to keep in my freezer, so I could actually kill myself when I want to. So anyway, I didn't have the means that I felt like I could accomplish. And maybe that's because it wasn't enough high enough on my list. I totally. Think. I mean, if you wanted it, right? I mean, if you wanted to do it, you you would have figured it out. But for yeah, you, but it was I, like, there was just too much trouble. You didn't see an easy path. So you crossed that option off your list and went on to the next thing. <laughs> and, I, and I did that every morning. Wow. Like, like, okay, all right. So if I'm gonna live another day, let's make it a good one. And I would go I set about doing my five steps and um, do what I could do. Uh, Mr. Doorman had put a hot tub in for me. So I had my hot tub and um, he's handy like that and grab bars. So now I think of him when I'm naked all the time. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> but, it, you know, that's no fun either living like that, you know, like, you know, that's a that's not an easy path to walk. So let, let's give us your five steps. So you're, you're saying that. You're saying that every day when you woke up, you went through this process is that was something that you taught people forever or with your yeah, name yeah, yeah. business and, and yeah, now and you're living it. So to me, I want you to share it because we're not, sh you're not sharing it because you're like, this is what I teach and this is my thing. Like, and this is so central to the work that I do with my unmentor clients, because it's all about their healing and how their healing fuels their business. And often it means that they need to dig deep in their own shit, in their own work, their own brilliance, right? And I say, okay, you just got a new VIP client and that is you. And how are you gonna treat that VIP client? And sometimes it's really like critical. Like you, you cannot actually take on any other clients until you, until you, you know, really nurture this one. And so that's what I'm hearing you doing. So I would like for you to share um, those okay. five steps because you're living right. it. Yeah. And the, um, the last two are a little bit more directed, or the last one certainly is directed towards fitness, which I don't need. Uh, my thing now is I'm always overdoing it. And when I overdo it, I can't walk for a week. So I'm like, uh, could you learn that fucking lesson, please? And like, it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah, but we all do that. And you're just, you have an acute sort of hair trigger <sighs> awareness, but we all do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> step one is about uh, smoothing out the general wrinkles in life. And you do this first thing in the morning. As soon as you open your eyes, you get close to happy as you can. You can't <laughs> find neutral. And how you do that is, or once you, you know, do this mindfully, five things, first step, I call it evidence logging. And that's sort of the advanced version uh, uh, you want to write down five pieces of evidence that you are 
in the flow or that things are going well. You're in wisdom head. That's a wisdom head, worry head. You'll hear that in step four. So, so you want to write down five pieces of evidence that everything is, that nothing's going wrong, that everything's okay. Nice. I always start, you know, the freaking coffee, the first sip of coffee. <laughs> I got happy dogs. You know, if it was a good poop, you know, you keep it simple. Do you love the feel of your sheets? You know, temperature under your blanket, just right. Like you just, oh, you got it. You have a moment when you first open your eyes and you can do that. And that's the easiest time. Yeah. Do it. And I, I really, I really appreciate this. You know, how these interviews go for me is I get what I need when I interview the person. <laughs> And that's, right. it's fascinating to watch because just this morning, Cinder, I was like, I'm so, I fucking hate when I wake up in a bad mood. I hate it. And then I have, and I meditate every morning and I do a couple other rituals every single morning. And I still could be cranky after I do all the things. And I'm like, it makes me mad <laughs> that I have to work so hard to be happy. And so I was just thinking about that this morning, so, you know, and it's not every morning, but it's like, I'm not a fucking morning person. And my, 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 my story about morning people is so, yeah, so I'm going to just, I'm just going to stop you because okay, stop me. You, you do have a lot of story about that. I do. <laughs> and all you need to do is just remember as soon as possible when you open your eyes, like even when you open your eyes and you think, oh, I'm going to fucking, I hate the fucking morning say, oh yeah. Yeah. Or what time it's always like, oh, it's too, why am I up so early? That's always. The yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So laugh at yourself because you just say, oh, here I am. I'm okay. getting on the wrong side of the bed again. And then just bring yourself back, you know, okay. around you that you love. Is there a pet? Is there a man? Is there a girl? Is there a, you know, is there a pillow? Just bring it back. You have a moment and don't let that moment get away from you. You yeah. have Like be disciplined about that. Be, no, 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 no. Discipline is a shitty word. Be focused. Okay. Be Focused because it feels better. Okay. Don't want to feel better. That's all. Yes. Okay. Great. I love it. Just Thank feel you. better. Step one, and then um, these the next two steps are kind of journaling, you know. But really, you got to manage that first moment when you. Yes. Open. I love that. Or else you're this is gold already. That first moment is, and I remember I've done things over the years in the spirit, but I haven't been yeah. focused about it. So. Yeah. Just you know, just. Be and and it's not to get anywhere else or to accomplish anything or anything. It's in that moment I wanna fucking feel better. <laughs> I love your mouth. It's so fun. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You just don't have to do it that way just because you did it that way yesterday. You don't have to. Here's the thing about body things. You know, it's funny. I have this little thing I call. Everybody says. Okay, everybody says. Oh, I feel so stiff when I first get up. And if you don't say it yet, you know somebody who says it, or you will say it 10 years from now. So just remember this, okay? It's not a big deal. You stand up, you feel a little shitty. And like within 10 seconds, 30 seconds, it goes away. But you spend a whole freaking half hour thinking about how shitty you felt when you first stood up. Stop it. Stop it. Oh my God. I love you so much. Right. I mean, let's face it. When I stand up. Okay. You remember that list of broken up, bones you currently have? Yes. 
Jesus. You know, and the chemo, I'm on chemo, okay? 21 out of every 28 days. Now, today is my last seven days in this round. You know, but so, so add some neuropathy into that list, add some muscle cramping into that list, add uh, fucking either diarrhea or constipation, right? So like, eh, whatever. So I first stand up, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's not that long, even for me, you know? So is this part of step two? Part step two. Okay. Is when you have something specific going on, I mean, part of step two is blank. I want to blanket you and say, you know, don't hang around where it doesn't feel good in your brain. It's called, it was originally called knee okayness. <laughs> so here's how it's taught. Now it's just okayness. <laughs> now the you body, just put whatever you want in okayness. there. okayness. Whatever you want, you're going to do shoulder okayness, okay? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. When something hurts, you get enamored with it. <laughs> we do that, right? We are enamored with it. And then it hurts. What am I going to do about it? You try to find a solution for it. What should you do next? You got all this shit going on. Normal human response. However, when it doesn't hurt or it hurts less, you don't have any attention on that. Usually none. And so, uh, and there's a bigger, deeper underlying reason for this, but the first thing you want to do is look for knee okayness, look for shoulder okayness. I had a client who had her hands were numb and we talked about it and she already knew she did the new, she did the okayness thing because she had a, um, a pelvic floor issue. And she was like, oh my God, you know, I, I engaged my abdominals and did okayness and the fucking thing went away. Okay. So there are times in your day where whatever it is that's bothering you doesn't hurt. And it could be like, um, that you're super engaged. Like I'm really engaged right now with you, you know, and I may feel like shit when I go to stand up, but it's okay right now, right now, nothing hurts. So look for those moments and really like notice them when you're yes. okay. Yes. And so, and, and then there's, this is sort of a middle step. So it hurts. It doesn't hurt so much or it doesn't hurt at all, but you don't want to focus on, oh, this doesn't hurt so much or, or this doesn't hurt today. You want to be okay. So like not, don't get attached to like that day you happen to not be in pain. Or yeah, like, no, it's, it's don't be attached to the not being in pain. Get yeah. attached to the okayness. Yeah. Yeah. This is, oh my God, this is so good. Of course, so universally applicable, you know, well, uh, in 2020, yeah. I, I worked uh, in a big way on letting go of external, the need for external circumstances to create my happiness, right? Which is, you know, for uh -huh. any circumstance. I mean, uh, uh -huh. so, yeah, I think this is like an up level for me because mine was, right, duh. Any external circumstances for me, you know, money was a big thing that I, you know, that I worked on. And of course you're, if you're, anybody's listening, you're an entrepreneur, it's like money clients, like just being okay. Like I'm okay because I have the clients. I'm okay because the money I'm okay because I have this marketing campaign, like, you know, all these reasons to be okay. And I was like, I can't fucking do that anymore because COVID and the world is creating so much craziness. I need to find that okayness within me, that safety, that security within me. 
And, and so I did a lot of work on that. And what I'm working on now, you're going to love this, Cinder, this year in 2021 is on body, my relationship with my body. Befriending my, your body. Befriending my, and I have a lifetime, I have eating disorder when uh, I was stop. in my 20s. Yeah. No, no, don't say it. Don't okay. Say it. Oh, okay. I, I want my listeners to know that just the, some of my journey of what, you know, like, and, and I hear what you're saying. It's like, no story. You don't need if the you're, story. If you're a woman today, <laughs> you, got, you got dragged through the mud. Well, with- and men too. I do want to acknowledge men because I, I have men in my life that struggle with this too. But yes, yep. women women in particular. Yep. Yeah, more. You so. know, that was my shtick for all these years. I'm, uh, I'm known as the fat-friendly fitness guru. Uh, I, I am a size acceptance... Uh, it's called health at any size. There's nice. a whole study out there. But so 30 years ago, I stopped dieting and hating my body and, um, and stopped doing any exercise that wasn't except what I wanted to do. Yes. So that whole being somebody who has been intuitive with body. Anyway, that's so, so yeah. Oh girl, I, you, this is so perfect for me. And I'm, I no, trust no, I know. For, for everybody listening, because this is this is what we can be okay with. This is what is in our purview. But listen, be. start with something easier. Don't start with the hardest thing, okay, for your okayness. Just start with your shoulder and look for shoulder okayness and and just watch how that watch how that changes for you. Okay. When I was in when I was becoming a life coach in I think 2008, and I've had like hip bone arthritis trauma for a long time. And I said to my coach, I said, yeah, well, you know, my hips hurt all the time. And she says, well, do they hurt right now? And I'm like, yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. So, you know, you gotta, words have a lot of power. By the time shit is coming out your mouth, it's a lot of power. Yeah. That is the least effective place to create change. So, so your actions and your words are the least effective place to make change. Your thoughts and your feelings are a little bit closer to it. They will point you into what's going on with your fucking energy. That's why you do the, do the evidence logging first and see if you can tune up the energy, right? And then your, do your okayness. And if you do okayness, it's kind of a daily thing but what you want to do is if you journal ask yourself a question like what do I love about okayness you know what do I see what do I see about my shoulder okayness you know how good is this okayness shit (laughs) and so because you want it to get some traction and you want to talk it in a way that feels good and then the third step, which is so freaking important, especially for, um, I mean, this is so important for me. Um, and it's, it's called the, um, I don't know what I, I keep changing the name of it, but it's like, it's the can do the I can-ness, can dash N E S S. What we do, especially from a fitness standpoint is decide what we're not doing feel bad about it, and then what we ought to be doing instead, right? So you're constantly looking at what you're not doing or not doing well enough or you're not doing enough of. 
Right? Yes, I am. So, okay, <laughs> so, so what you have to do is direct your attention to, and let me just throw in here, all the fitness shit that you've had drilled into your head for decades, it's just not correct. It's not true. It's not necessary. None of that is needed. Okay. Just saying, it, it, you can make your own rules, make them. People make that shit up. You do not have to believe it. You do not have to do it. But anyway, so instead of focusing on what you're not doing or what you can't do, put your attention on what you are doing and what you can do. Now, they don't, there's not always, um, they don't always cross-reference, and I'm going to give you an example. So I live in beautiful Napa, California, and I followed my motorcycle up here. About three <laughs> you followed and, your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, because I left San Francisco, and I was always had my motorcycle up here because the roads are amazing. And then I just said, oh, fuck it. I'm uh, decided to sell my house there and move here. And within six weeks, one had to close, wow. move into the other. And I was here and I'm like, ah, anyway. So I'm like two blocks from the river. And I look out my um, window and um, and I can almost see the river. I can see the balloons, the hot air balloons when they, wow. and I'm next to a park. I just couldn't be happier. And, um, you know, when I was, I remember looking out the window one day, uh, um, I don't know, at some point in my diagnosis part drama um, and thinking, you know, oh, I just want to walk the dogs to the river, you know, like that was the thing. I loved doing that every morning. I loved to walk there for sunrise. So sun comes up there and I was looking out that window and I was getting sadder and sadder. It didn't take much because can I tell you how quickly I can go down the tubes? Like, do you want to know how quick I can go right down to fucking tubes? But so I'm looking out the window, wishing I could walk to the river, feeling worse and worse. And I'm like, yeah, it's in. What are you doing? You know? And so, so I purposefully moved my attention to what I can do. Now, I didn't say, yeah, I can walk up and down the fucking hallway with a walker because not that useful. wouldn't have floated your boat at the moment. <laughs> No, but I said, but you know what? I can smile. Mm. You know, like I have a smile that'll light up the room and I, I do. <laughs> you know what? And I can put on a favorite song and, you know, chair dance or I can read a book. I can, you know, there's a lot of things I can do. So I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be in the direct, in the pathway or on the topic of the thing that's bothering Got it. Put your attention somewhere on something that you can do and on something that you're good, you're, you're good with. And then step four is all about figuring out the difference between wisdom head and worry head. <laughs> now, I never have to explain worry head to anybody. <laughs> but what I want to tell you about wisdom head is that it's at neutral and above. It is the product of working those three steps, right? And it is the product of caring enough about how you feel moment to moment. You do not have access to wisdom head when you feel shitty, period. So tune that shit up and find your wisdom. You do not have access to wisdom head when you're pissed off. 
You do not have access to wisdom head when you're depressed. You do not have access to wisdom head, which my edict for the world right now, mind your own fucking business and put your best foot fucking forward. Mind your own business, put your best foot forward. Mind your own business constantly, constantly. Mind your own business, put your best foot forward. It's tricky, tricky if you watch the news, tricky if you're on Facebook too much. But it's up to you. It's up to you. If you can't stay stable in your wisdom head, and here's what I do. So this is what I learned to do with my diagnosis. I learned to do it with my hip arthritis that allowed me to motorcycle around the world on crutches. My medical drama goes in a column. It seems to live on the left side of my awareness. It's a 10% column. Okay my chemo drama, my broken bones, my all that medical drama. And right now, politics and uh, by the way, COVID, all that. It, it, that's my 10% column. 90% of my time must be spent, 90% of my time and energy must be spent on being stable in wisdom head, neutral and above. I'm not saying you have to be happy. You can be if you want but you don't have to be, but get fucking neutral or you're no good to anybody. I'm sorry. And if you're not neutral, taking the bounce, that here to there shit. That is so good. Talk when, about taking the bounce. Cause we talked a little about this when we were in our green rooms. Uh, getting yeah, ready to come so on. here yeah. it is, right? <clears throat> so you come across something that knocks you down or knocks you off, or you notice that you're having a lousy day. And then you say, oh yeah, this, what I'm thinking about right now, this doesn't feel that good. And the more, like, you're never going to get to the bottom of anything. If it doesn't feel good to think about it right now, trying to get to the bottom of it, it's not going to feel any better. Right? So you have to be aware enough. It's almost like there's what we could call an observational gap. Like if you could say, huh, there I am. I'm telling that story again, or <laughs> I'm doing that shit again. Isn't that kind of funny? And then right away, you have a moment. You can say, oh, so either I don't have to think about this right now. It's a good one. But you can do it later. Or you can try to tune it up a little bit. You could say, yeah, you know, I'm getting pretty good at noticing this. Like, I'm getting pretty good. I know I'm a good focuser because look at me. I can focus, but I'm getting pretty good at choosing what I focus on. And when you say that to yourself, you've moved yourself up a little bit, right? Because you're almost like, even though this thing I've been focusing on for the last hour, it, it presents now as something maybe I don't want to focus on right now. And I can see that. So I'm kind of the shit right now, right? Like, I'm not perfect. I'm doing just fine. And so all of a sudden you find yourself back to neutral. And is that taking the bounce, like taking the bounce from That's taking the bounce from going down to going back up. And when you do that on purpose, it is so satisfying. It's like, do you know how when you're hungry and you eat something that's just right? How satisfying? And it wouldn't have been as satisfying if you weren't hungry. Right. Right? So when you're down in the dumps, 
and then you um, purposefully tune yourself up a couple of notches. And then you say, oh, I just did that. That is satisfying. That is taking the bounce. And so now I want to tell you a little story about a, a current bounce that, um, that was so useful for me. And I'm so excited about it. I went out with Mr. Doorman and he's very, very physical. Okay. He raced his motorcycles too. And um, his aha moment from my diagnosis, I thought his aha moment was the, oh my God, I can't live without this woman. His aha moment was, I'm going to stop spending my life stressed out about work and do something else. And he started to research, he's a researcher, he's a science kind of guy. And he did all this anti-aging stuff and he takes all these things and he's just gotten stronger and more physical and more appealing. And, you know, and I go out with him and I'm fucking so broken. I can't even get my fucking teeth cleaned right now. Okay. I have no white blood cells. Anyway, whatever. So, um, but so I noticed when I got back home, oh, I'm so sad. You know, I was so sad. I was so sad. And it just, you know, it was the end of the day. So I didn't have to worry about being sad all day. So I just leaned in and I was just so sad, you know, cause that physical thing for me is not, you know, I can't put it hard for me and um, and then I thought, but you know what, like, I have this, um, I started this music business and I'm hooked up with hundreds of people from all over the world. And they know me as this person who's in the flow and I teach people how to be in the flow and I inspire people and I smile and I shine like that's me. And the, um, the younger folks in the community started calling me OG Cinder. And I'm like, does that, I said, does that mean old gal? And he's like, no, it means original gangster. So I'm OG Cinder in this community. Okay. So anyway, I started to think about what I have done is without quite knowing it is I've put all my attention on this, uh, on my ability to shine and lifting my spirit. And I just thought I'm a fucking mystic. And how cool is it when I keep my attention on the mystical for me and who I am in this world and how I can help you? Because let's face it, you can't go fun, fun, fun dead if you're worried about shit all the time or your body hurts. You gotta do this other step so that you can have some goddamn fun. So anyway, um, my bounce from that, I mean, it couldn't have gotten any deeper. He's, he's the man of my heart, he, you know what I mean? And it was like, but this is me. So my bounce, you know, and then I contacted my friend who's all about dressing your spirit. And then I spent a couple of weeks shopping and just having the best time trying to, trying to portray my, so that's the bounce. So even when you're down in the dumps or even when you're going through some hard stuff, the bounce is the best thing. And you can't have the bounce without the other end of it. So as much as I say, uh, be in your wisdom head, you know, get to neutral. You know, if it's, if you can't find good, find neutral. You know, I want your, I want your default to be neutral or above and take a dip, take a dip on the other side so that you can bounce back up because that is where the expansion comes from. So 
from that moment, there I was, I decided, okay, I'm just gonna lean into my spirit. And then I met Barbara, and then I met you, and then here I am. I have two more, um, I have two interviews tomorrow. There's somebody interested in doing a documentary about this fun, 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 dead thing and how I am showing up in life right now is so powerful. And I am such a bright light in the world. And so, so that's all part of this. This is a bounce from the cancer. It's a bounce from the doorman. It's a bounce from the fractures. Um, and I sit here and I say to you, there's nothing going wrong. There's nothing going wrong. I'm like speechless. <laughs> it's my fucking podcast and I'm speechless. You said no matter what is going on, this, there is nothing going wrong. No matter what is going on, there's nothing going wrong. And uh, you are a mystic. <laughs> and your message is so, what you're saying and how it's landing for me is so pure and so truth. Like your GFR commandment that you chose is number three, which is funny. It's even funny to say after that amazing, amazing uh stuff you shared don't worry about being normal proper or polite <laughs> well you know and i reworded it to don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks i know and it's funny because my our our guest manager was like i'm not sure which commit which commandment she picked she just said i don't give a shit about what anyone thinks and he was trying to make sure that he like mapped it onto the right one and um y'all if you haven't seen the gfr commandments you've got to get your copy of the gfr commandments um, and because the, the confession question with that particular one is where am I not speaking my truth? And um, girl, there is nowhere you are not speaking your truth. Like I could just feel that from you that you're just like, uh, and you, you've definitely gotten the award, which is a real badge on this show of saying fuck the most times, which I fucking love. <laughs> and, and, and it's so indicative of the space that you're in because it's it's just a freaking word and it's so fun to say and it so helps express frustration and joy and all of the things and so it's just i'm i you know i always say that the struggle that our guests go through is like the best credential ever and i will listen to i will listen to someone who has been a drug addict and been in bankruptcy talk to me about how to be off drugs and how not to be in bankruptcy better than some expert that hasn't that teaches that stuff but has never lived it you know and what i feel like i'm experiencing with you right now cinder is like the present moment the present moment bounce of your current cancer journey and I just I feel like so alive from it and um so I so I want to I want to thank you thank you for continuing to open your fucking mouth because right like my family laughs at me like people pay you to talk and people it's like yes they do <laughs> you know so I'm thank you for for keeping going and expressing where you're at and uh creating creating a way like showing up so that we can connect you know you you're you're you keep showing up and i know you're not forcing yourself you're 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 showing up out of inspiration and and where you're guided to show up and it's beautiful to see and feel thank you there this is particularly 
potent for me, in addition to all the other things I already mentioned and why it speaks to me personally, but my mom got a cancer diagnosis about a month ago, and she is a breast cancer survivor, 35 years. And um, she is starting, the time that we're recording this, she is starting chemo very soon. I'm feeling emotional, not out of sadness, but thinking of, I cannot wait for her to listen to this episode. And she is my number one biggest fan. She's the only one I think that noticed that we stopped uh, releasing episodes weekly and went to every other week. She's like, I don't like it. <laughs> I cannot wait for her to listen to your words because I feel like it's exactly what she needs right now and what she's going to need over the next five months as she goes through chemotherapy. So I'm I so honored by that. I'm totally honored by that. And, um, my, I have a special thing for mothers, so it would be wonderful to be in the sphere with your mom. You, know? you, you, you will be, and you are for sure. <sighs> okay, so we're coming around to our last segment here, and um, thank you for sharing with us your steps. And I never have anybody teach on on the podcast because even if you know even even though everybody who comes in the podcast has sort of earned their expertise through their struggle and which is their, like you, it's so like real time, you know, how you are adapting this stuff that you used to teach, you know, and you applied it to people with knee pain and you applied it to, you know, a body positive, you know, space, which I also totally relate to in my journey. You are adapting your own expertise, your own body of work real time to your current circumstance, which is no accident. Like this is, this is your latest expression and you're going to help a lot of, lot more people before you're, while you're in your fun, fun, fun stage before the dead part, you're going to be helping a lot more people. You know, I, um, one of my uh, friends reached out or someone I know, and I, we haven't talked in a while. And she said, you know, how you doing? And I know she was asking, cause she was kind of there when I first got diagnosed and all that. And then I know what she was asking, how are you? And I wrote back and I said, I said that I've become so good at managing my mindset that I am virtually unshakable. Wow. And that's the bounce from cancer, right? And what a better time to be virtually unshakable. Like you were saying that you wanna be uh, unconditional about your money. I think I, that's what I heard you say. And. Well, 2021 is my, is a focus on my body and loving okay. and loving and improving well, my relationship with my, my body. And you know, when you improve one thing, everything improves. Yeah. 2020 was about money and the whole sort of external thing. And I just feel like I'm not perceiving body as external, although it is what it's not my mind, right? It is, you know, and I have this affirmation sitting right in front of me that says I'm not a body. It, it's it just feels like physical... the next level for me. You have a, you know, you have a physical apparatus. That's all. The moment that, that turned for me. So there was that sort of that daily, I don't want to live, but I can't figure out how to die. So I guess I'll make it a good day. And then I, uh, I ended up speaking to, um, you know, PJ with uh, financial, you know, her, and she asked me a couple of questions and, you know, about my finances and stuff. And the question, a, a, occurred to me, and here was a big turning point. What would make living more appealing than dying? Mm. 
months I'd been getting up and dying had the dying had the winning spot, you know. So what would make living more appealing than dying? And I'm like, duh. Stop being in worry head. You know, don't do if you don't want to do your business, don't do your business. You know, and then I really took a look at my money and I thought, you know, 49 months is the average lifespan with stage three multiple myeloma, 17 are gone. So really I only have like, you know, 29 more to worry about. I don't need any money. So the object is, let me spend my money before I die. I don't, I'm not going to be stupid about it, right? But, you know, I own a home in California, in Napa, free and clear. So, ah, good. So all of a sudden, I was just like, okay, what do I want to do? I can do anything I want, you know? And um, just between yesterday and today, I have a, I can drop you the link for this one too, but I have a, uh, kind of an old school gospel hip hop song that I co-wrote uh, and it's called Great, Great, Great. And uh, the chorus is, everything is great, great, great. Everything is great, great, great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, um, and right now it's in front of a music supervisor who makes a decision for a new TV show. So, you know, I am making, so that's what I've been doing for the last eight or nine months is uh, making music and the whole object behind that is I want to uplift people. I'm happy all the time. I can write these happy fucking songs. Advertising, they like happy songs. And so I'm constantly, I am in such expansion mode. I'm learning how to create on a DAW, which is called a digital audio workstation. I had to look that up. Everybody's talking about the DAW, the DAW. I'm like, what is the DAW? So anyway, it just, it just keeps getting better and better. My my face is aching from smiling. Like I could really like feel. <laughs> That's what you do, Cinder. Oh my gosh. Happier uh, so today's happier today's are the way to a happier tomorrow. There's no other way to do it. Happier today leads to happier tomorrow. No other way to do it. You cannot have a happy ending without a happy journey. Figure it the fuck out. Get the fuck happy and then get on with it. <laughs> already get the fuck happy that is like the best way to end episode ever i love you to death this was a privilege to be with you in this space i personally needed it completely selfishly my mom is gonna uh, just drink all this in and then oh yeah everybody else that you share this with that i share this with and i'm i'm so grateful that our paths crossed and i can't wait for people to hear your music we have some links in the show notes and uh a link to your facebook group called flow with cinder happy ernst <laughs> so if you all want just more double doses of of cinder you can go uh, check her out there so ah so get the fuck happy that's how we're gonna end <laughs> get the fuck happy oh thank you so much honey was i right like omg i just ah I'm still vibrating from this conversation. I still have echoes of this conversation um, in my spirit and I'm just so grateful. So we have a unique uh, freebie for you. It's uh, one of her songs, which is so awesome. It was called, You Are My Favorite. You Are My Favorite. And it's just delightful. And also um, we're gonna put a link to um, her Facebook group called Flow With Cinder Happy Ernst. <laughs> and she's just, she does like a, a segment in there that's, uh, 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 what is it? Bathrobe wisdom. She's just, you want to be infused with life. She's your gal. 
So you can check out both of those things in the show notes. And also if you are in the GFR squad, she did this really cool segment. We called it the law of attraction advanced course because she takes us through a process of what if this is the best thing that ever happened to me and how to use that actually as a tool to take your whole connection. If you have whatever connection you might have to the law of attraction, this will take it to a whole new stratosphere. And she, it's just, yeah, it's fabulous. So if you ever thought about joining the GFR squad coming, you know, getting to come to our community calls, our zoom calls each month, where we talk about one of the GFR commandments and get to hang out. If you ever thought that would be cool, now would be the time because you'd get right in there to our Facebook group. We call it the squad quad and you would get her bonus uh, uh, training and all the other fabulousness that's in there. So go to GFR dot life forward slash squad to join us and uh, get up even more up close and cozy with cinder and me and the rest of this amazing community where we really let our hair down and it's a place we can be real and be on a transformative honest honest transformative journey with ourselves all right until next time you know make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any more amazing inspirational motivational stories on the GFR show.